0: Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make, the Choices Other People Make. This podcast is about relationships. Season one will be about red flags, red flags such as gaslighting, narcissism, mental illness, addiction, and so many more. Join me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and professionals So we might better understand the nuances of these traits in our partners. Let's help each other tackle these issues. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Anonymous Andrew here with a pre-note to this episode. So it has taken me many, many weeks to find a professional that will come on and talk about these red flags, the gaslighting, the narcissism, the cheating. And I finally found somebody that was willing to discuss these topics with us, and it turned out to be a good choice, a very good choice. It's a fantastic interview. She sheds a lot of her um, expertise in this area and even brings um, one of her own cases that she's treating somebody who went through a 30-year gaslighting relationship. So on to the interview. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew here. Um, Another episode. And today we have something special. We have somebody special. Today I have um, Della Marie Mullins. She is a licensed clinical professional counselor based out of New York. And she has agreed to join me today to discuss the world of... um, gaslighting and the victims in there and and why, why some of us choose to stay in, in these types of relationships. So Della, say hello, introduce yourself.
1: Hello, everyone, how are you? Hi, Andrew, thank you for having me on. My name is Della Marie Mullins. I am a licensed clinical professional counselor.
0: Okay, and so your practice is in a family or relationships, Tell us a little bit about your
1: practice. Yes, definitely. Basically marriage and families dealing with uh, couples, individuals that uh, suffer from self-esteem, anxiety, um, communication, anything pertaining to their relationships, anything sometimes pertaining to individuality of self-esteem, self-worth, anxiety, depression, anything in that realm I focus on.
0: Okay. So I reached out to you because I was in a two-year relationship um, that I was blind to a lot of the red flags at the time, or I I shouldn't say blind. I chose to ignore uh, what I was seeing in front of me and I was deceived and cheated on. And But this woman was extremely good at, and, and the term is gaslighting. She knew how to manipulate me um and and yet i chose to stay and uh, uh, until the bitter end when when it just imploded uh i also understand that you have a a case that you would like to present so how would would you like to talk about your case first and then we'll go into the reasons why we stay you want to tell us a little bit about i
1: for- before I do that, Andrew, I'm hoping that you can allow me because there's a lot of viewers out there that might not, that may have heard the term gaslighting but not really familiar what it means. So if, I, if yeah. I could honestly just, uh, great. Please. Okay, so gaslighting, gaslighting is, a, is a form of mental and emotional abuse. It's a form of, a, of emotional abuse in a relationship that one party convinces the other party that they're remembering things the wrong way, that they're misinterpreting their, the events or their behaviors just to, prevent, just to present themselves in a better light. That is what gaslighting means. And that happens a majority of the time. I see a lot of clients come in, my clients come in, 95% of the time they're dealing with one particular person in the marriage or relationship that's gaslighting them. Okay. And this is where I want to, the the case that I want to bring to you, it was clients that I have had. I'm not going to mention the names, but they, this, 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 these, these two people, they were, they're in a marriage 30 years as, as of today. And it's a polyamorous relationship, but the woman that agreed, the, the woman that agreed to the relationship she got with him thinking that she was going to be the only one very smart worked on wall street a beautiful woman very well to do and the guy very biblical nice looking guy got a lot of charisma but he wooed her in terms of his looks as well as the Bible because he's very into the Bible in terms of why I say the Bible is because how he ruled her is because using the old terms of Moses and Solomon, when they had multiple wives. So Mm -hmm. this woman got with him. He, the guy got started to have another relationship, had babies on top of in the relationship. The other woman stayed against her own will, against her family and friends' will, she stayed. And henceforth, now she wants to leave, but the guy gaslight her into thinking that if she leaves, then the Lord is going to punish her because the guy is the one that's supposed to divorce the woman or leave the woman, not the woman leaving the man. So in that relationship, I brought that case up because that's a, she's dealing with a huge form of gaslighting in that marriage that she's in. And she's, she's unhappy, and she doesn't really know what to do. So she came to me to try to build up herself and build up her self-esteem and try to understand what direction she can go. But she's older now, so leaving the guy now, it's a little harder from when she sure. was younger to leave him you know
0: well when you've been with somebody she's been with him for 30 years yes yeah yeah that's hard to walk away from because she doesn't know and about what age was she when she got involved with this man
1: i think if i'm not mistaken i think she was about maybe 32 33 young very young wow very young Probably, probably a little younger. I,
0: I don't quote me on that, but okay. yeah, no, no. very young. That's good. So, let's say that half her life she has only known this man, and yes, um, so it's hard to walk away from something that you. Uh, somewhere in the back of my head, the phrase "Stay with the devil, you know the devil you don't" um comes to mind no. because if she leaves. She she'll be lost. She'll be like uh, wander wandering um, in the world, not knowing. I I, and I applaud her for coming to you to get help. Um, uh, I I needed to go into therapy. I've been in therapy all my life, but uh, I, I at the end of this relationship, my mind was so um, confused my self-esteem and my self esteem and um mm-hmm. you had mentioned earlier we talked earlier before we, we recorded that this woman um um she, she trans or the 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 man transformed her you said into he molded her into what he so she became a different person in in, in essence yes. in 30 years
1: yes she gave up all of her comfort creatures to to basically form to what was what he wanted and what was his projection of acceptable. Uh, covering her head, giving up wearing pants, wearing dresses, um, you know, uh, just uh, giving up those certain uh, foods, different foods and doing certain things. it just, it was a lot. Even in terms of just moving because she used to reside here in New York City, even just moving, out of New York city to move to Connecticut, where the guy is actually at, and the other woman with the other kids are at now. So when you look at those, that type of dynamic of of, um, of mental and emotional abuse, it affects you after a while. And the person that you used to be looking in, you're no longer that person, because the person that you're with, they chip away out of a lot of things, a lot of your strengths.
0: And that happens
1: when you're in those type of relationships.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) I know that all too well, unfortunately. Um, Which I think leads us to why we don't walk away. Um, Let's talk about that a little bit. Was there at any point in in, in the 30 years that she knew she, that this wasn't healthy or this wasn't what she wanted and she wanted to leave, but she couldn't.
1: So many times she has told me in sessions that through the course of the year she wanted to leave him. She wanted to leave him when he when he came home and told her about the other woman, but she loved him. She 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 believed in the potential of him. And I'm going to segue into what you just said of why. Why you stay a lot. And I, this is something that I told her a lot. Majority of the time, men and women, a lot of times more so women, but men as well. We get, and we stay with people because of potential, because we can see the potential in that person. Um, If, if we feel like, okay, you know, they, you know, on my list, they may have five things or six things that, Hey, I can deal with. But you overlook uh, the, the, the remaining mm-hmm. six things or the uh-huh. remaining five things that are majorly important that's going to come back to hinder you in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then through the course of the years, you start to just settle and overlook A lot of the red flags that were there in the very beginning. So we stay because a lot majority of the time, 95% of us, we stay because of potential, because we can, we try in our head, we project the potential that we want to see in that person, not necessarily saying that that is the projection that the person is actually portraying to us. But we want to see that. So we stay and we try to, through the course of the years, we try to mold that person into that projection, but it never, it generally, it never works. No, It never works. You are a majority of the time, Andrew, most of the time when you get into situations like that, that person starts to allow you start to go and conform to the other person as opposed to the person conforming to a lot of your needs and then you wind up as time go on, you become a little uh, bitter, you become angry and disappointed within yourself like why why am I settling for this? I deserve better and right. you inside you question yourself, you're a little embarrassed because you don't want to tell your friends and your family that this is what you're dealing with but, you now have developed feelings for the person so it's not so easy to leave because now you're invested emotionally with this wow. person
0: you you just hit the nail on the head you know i i when i in the beginning stages of my relationship with this woman there she presented a persona of herself that was charming and generous and um spiritual and um so many wonderful qualities that i saw that i fell in love with and once i i I think once i was on that hook like she was fishing and she caught me as a fish once she had me and she knew that i was within she had grasped me uh her persona changed and it he started to do things her way and go out and live her life and I became, I was on the back burner. And when I would question her, where are you and why she would take trips on her own and everything that you're, you're explaining and she would come back and, and basically say, if you don't like it, there's other people, all the men that will come and take your place. Um, not unlike what this gentleman said to this woman. If you leave me, you'll be, uh, how did he put it? That the, the God. The Lord is
1: going, yeah, the Lord will look at you. You'll be considered wicked and, you know, and evil. And it's it's an abomination in the Bible for the woman to lead the man. The man has to divorce the woman.
0: So she so she, she is a religious person. She lived her life um, with the Bible. Do you think he prayed on her? I mean, do you know how they met?
1: She, I, they, to, the, how they met, and she was, a, she had several businesses here in New York, a couple of laundromats, um, a couple of laundromats. She was down, like I said, down in Wall Street, working in the money market down um, on Wall Street. So she was well-established, well-established woman. And the guy, I don't want to tear him down, but if we're putting on paper, he was, Nowhere nears her caliber at that particular time. Mm -hmm. He was basically uh, living from house to house. He didn't really have a stable uh, job, but he had charisma. He had good looks Mm -hmm. and he had charm. And a lot of times that works and it worked and it worked. Unfortunately. Yeah. And that goes into what I also want to touch on, which, because you mentioned something, Andrew, in terms of in the beginning, in your situation, the young lady fed into so many things calling and the love, the the, the love, the disturbed, the, the admiration, and all of the attention. Oh, yes. That goes into love. You know what that's called? That form of behavior is called love bombing
0: love bombing yep
1: and if you and if you don't know what love bombing is love bombing is when one particular person when you get with the person in the bit in the beginning they're flooding you with admirations mm-hmm. and calling you continuously showering you with gifts and promises and different grandiose things of what they want in a relationship and what they can add to the relationship and how they're going to be with you in a relationship. But in the back of their head, they have no intentions of doing those particular things, but it's just to go, Like you said, a fishing, what is What did you say? A fishing water reeling you in? Yeah. That's basically, that's basically what love bombing is. It's, it's like a, 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 uh, overkill of admiration for someone knowing that you have no intentions of of actually falling on those things that you're promising that of a person and majority of the time the other person goes believe in that person once again that word potential mm-hmm. believe in the potential of that person and they fall they fall short of being in a very very toxic and unhealthy relationship
0: sounds all too familiar i was um i was bombed. she was the one that said i love you first um and and showered me with um she was very good with her hands uh, arts and crafts and uh, decorating and she would come down to my to to where i live and make things for me uh, just sometimes just like a potholder she would make and she would make uh, she, gifts, this flowered showered me with gifts. Um, some of them were something she bought or something she would make, you know, and, and when somebody makes something for you and, and if you're a decent person, you look at that and go, wow, they put a lot of time and effort to sit exactly. there and, yeah, sewing machine and put this together. And and I would say to her, how did you know how to do this? And she says, oh, I look it up on YouTube. So she's watching YouTube and, and, and while well, this is something she enjoys doing, but I I would get a lot of gifts from her and and then of course uh, the the potential uh, we both wanted to move to Florida and uh, upon, you know upon retirement or within a couple at some point so the promise of, of moving to Florida with me and um, yeah there was a lot of promises a lot of uh p- I fell in love with the a potential mm-hmm. version of this woman who really didn't exist. She made wow. it up. Yeah. She um, made it up. And she had because she had a completely different lifestyle. She was doing um, I, I I keep alluding to this and I and again I'll I'll dance around it, but she was doing something inappropriate. Right. and, um, and that's when I kept looking the other way because I didn't. I think a similarity between what your story and mine is this woman was also very beautiful and for her age. um, Literally looked 15 years younger than she was and or maybe 20 and she also from the country that she was born and Uh emigrated here from she was the runner up. To the Miss Universe pageant in her country. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. And oh, I got that at the beginning. I got the pictures, and I was runner-up in my country. And I, you know, so she was used. But again, showing me that I'm lucky to be with her. You know that I that I was I was I'm I'm the chosen one to be with her because she has plenty of other men that would want to be with her. This woman. was cheated on by her husband and um I-, I think she was out to get revenge i think and in in, so you you like you had said that she had no intent of this no intent of, of following through on any of these promises she was looking right. for someone to validate her because her husband when, when somebody's married for 20 25 years and then you get cheated on i guess your yourself you would know this your self esteem your self wor- worth goes the bottom drops out.
1: My yeah. husband
0: went out and had an affair. What's what's wrong with me? Why doesn't he see me as beautiful anymore? So she needed to find someone to validate that for her. And I was the one. Um anyway, so okay, so let, let's continue. Um so where is she today? She's she's still with him?
1: Yes, she is. She's definitely with him. Um, love him, of course. And the, let 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 me be clear because i don't want to project like this guy some horrendous guy because he's not a horrible human being he's just not for her and here's the deal just because you get with someone and they do not treat you the way that you need them to treat you or you you need to be treated doesn't make that person a bad person. It just means that they're not for you. So she's still with him. He's not a bad person, but he's not for her. And she, like I said, she's older. So the limits of leaving and, and, and um, trying to find someone else is a little sort of a little stagnant. So she's, 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 um, she's staying. She's still with him. She's still with him.
0: Um I have two questions or one question or one statement. Um is he's has he become financially stable because he had three children with this other woman you you alluded to earlier that he was kind of living paycheck to paycheck or house to house or Mm -hmm. like he wasn't financially well off in the beginning. Now he's got three children and two women. Who's is he supporting anybody or are the women supporting him?
1: he has his own company. He has his own company, but he's not great with managing money. Mm. So it doesn't matter if you have your own company, but if you don't know how to manage your money and manage your finances to do the right thing, that's a hindrance with definitely with mm. two families, with two households. So that's a dilemma with that with him. And they, they I mean... Andrew, a majority of the time in relationships, you know that the situation is so toxic and so unhealthy, but you make it work yeah. and you, oh, yeah. you through the course of the years, you make it work. So did, again, this young, this young lady, this lady, she's very, she's a very pretty woman, very smart, very well to do very quick, you know, but. This is the guy that she loved. This is the guy that she she chose to stay with, and she made it. She's making it work, although she knows in the back of her head that she should go. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's never gonna it's never going to be okay. But she's making it work for whatever for whatever reason she knows.
0: Well, it's, you know? the fe- it's also the fear of the unknown for her to leave him, and, and I'm gonna guess her age. Is probably somewhere close to my age because if she started seeing him around 30, and you said they've been together for 30 years, she's around 60, I'm guessing, at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's a scary time of one's life because I'm I turned 63 in two weeks. Um, it's a scary thought to be alone at that age and um, not knowing what my future brings. You know, I, I've now been single five or six months, and um, while I have been able to process this breakup, and i and I'm, this podcast is helping me move on and understand why I stayed, uh, for me mm-hmm. to go out and start dating, I, I I'm scared of it. I I think I will right. have trust issues. I I it it's just an unknown territory for me at, at this age, and I think this this woman would. I, I, I'm only basing mine on two years. You know, I was married. I had another long-term relationship. Uh, I've had many, many, many relationships in my in my 30 years, let's just say c- for comparison. This woman doesn't know anything else. So to go out there, um, I think if she was to leave him, she would have to obviously continue therapy with you and, and learn... Yeah how to be alone for a while and and because dating would be just not 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 a pleasant um that's why i say sometimes it's better to stay with the devil you know than than the unknown because stay with him because i know at least i know what i'm I'm,
1: familiar right yep I'm familiar. And that's one of the things she definitely said to me that the reasons why she stay one, because she do, she do love them. She do care about them. And then two, she don't want to start over. She, she stated to me that she's at an age now where she don't want to start over. Exactly. She would literally have to start over. She's not comfortable with doing that. So that's where she's at now, you know? So the only thing that I do now um, and I talk to her, I check in on her and make sure she's okay and where her head space is at. and as of now she's she's comfortable. she's she, you know she's she's comfortable and they're making their they're making their marriage and their situation work, you know
0: no, they don't all I, live it, together it, she, he lives with
1: no she does he doesn't the 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 other the other uh female lives like you know i guess you would say across town or you know a little further away from where they reside but yeah so he splits he splits a week with her then a week with the other young uh, other lady with the kids and these
0: two women know each other
1: they know each other they're familiar with each other andrew they know each other and and the other woman is is fine it's like she's it, it it's like she's like, oh you know, okay, that's just what it is that's just how relationships work and I I don't know I I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand it I don't you know? either I don't either but I I one thing I do want to say is I commend this woman the the strength the strength on her the 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 kindness, the strength, and just the mental capacity of her, her willpower and her strength to endure that over 30 years. That's, that's something to be applauded because a lot of women would not have been able to, to, to even endure that, not even for a second, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's relationships are, relationships are so tricky because we, we want when we're single, we wanna be in a relationship. And when we're in a relationship, we look so much just to be free, be it be our own individual self. And a lot of times that's because somewhere in the me in the middle, in the if you're in a relationship somewhere in the middle, there are things lacking in that relationship. If you're const- if you're constantly seeking someone else's attention, you're on a dating app, you're doing other things. It's because somewhere in that relationship, that marriage, there's something lacking, and we uh, it, it,
0: yeah, I'm I'm gonna bring up a subject that sure. that is in that I believe my ex has. Now there's a difference, um, the, the term is narcissistic or narcissism. And so huh? there's narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, and then there's narcissistic tendencies. Uh-huh. And do you think this this man, um, I, I I don't know why I wanted to call him a gentleman. I, I just, <laughs> I felt like saying this gentleman, um I'll reserve that. Uh, Do you think he's narcissistic?
1: To some degree. Not uh, because when you go into narcissism, narcissism is so deep. It's so much uh, cognitive when you're talking narcissism or narcissistic patterns and behaviors. So I wouldn't say uh, on a high level of narcissism, but he is very um, self-absorbed. He is very self-absorbed and we definitely know that narcissism, one form of narcissism is being very self-absorbed. So I would say on a lower level of narcissism, but not on a high okay. potential of narcissism.
0: And I would say the same about my ex. I don't see her as a narcissist, but um, she's she's on the low level of the self-absorption. Um, right. Yeah.
1: And that, that play, when you, when you're in a relationship and you, from the very beginning and you and I talked on the phone about this, I think it was like a week ago or two weeks ago, you and I discussed this over the phone Andrew. you, and correct me if I'm wrong. A, a lot of times in relationships, we don't set, we don't set bottom lines. We don't, we, listen, we know, we know coming in we know what we want we know what we're what we're not going to settle for we know these things but then that one person come in and we tend to forget everything that we initially said we will not tolerate so what happens is when you do that with a person when a person do something in a relationship because In the beginning, people test you in a relationship to see how far they can go and how far they what they can get away with. So if a per say a person cheat on you from the very beginning, you guys are talking, dating, and you establish that it's your exclusive. And then the person comes in and they're still maybe talking to an ex or someone else, and you find out and whatever the case may be. And you stay, and you stay with the person because you want to. You want to see where it can go. You just now showed the person that you're going to settle. Yeah. Oh. That you're going to settle. So what happens is, is that they're taking mental notes. You're not paying attention to it, but they're right. (laughs) But they're taking mental notes. And what happens is, is each time their behavior is going to get worse and worse and worse.
0: And they know that I'm gonna tolerate it or we're gonna tolerate it. There you go, there you go. I told the story in one of my early episodes where she took a trip to Florida on her own. Um, It was right after when COVID settled down. And she told me that she was gonna go visit somebody, a friend of the family, and she had tickets to go down prior to COVID, but because of the airline shut down, um, she couldn't go. So now her tickets were, were viable. And I said, well, let's go together. I'll get a, I'll get a seat on the flight. And she was, no, 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 no. Um, you can't come. He's a friend of the family. By the way, in the beginning of this relationship, I was told we had to keep the relationship a secret. You know, I couldn't post oh. on Facebook and I couldn't tell anybody. This was the very beginning. Those are the early red flags. And when she was down there visiting this gentleman who she told me was a, um, also, I think he was a psychiatrist. So this is what she told me. They were staying in the same house, but supposedly in separate bedrooms, but there were so many times when she would send me some pictures of the two of them, and they looked a little too comfortable together for me, and the pictures she sent were just a little bit inappropriate, like they were rolling around on the bed, and they were taking selfies, and then one night we were FaceTiming and she was whispering like, uh, you know, like he's asleep in the other bedroom. And and I said, that's what, that's when I, I tried to establish a boundary early on. And I I put my mm-hmm. foot down and I said, this is not appropriate. And and you told me that this was the friend of the family and that he, that, you know, you, th- there was nothing between you. I, I believe that this man and her uh, had something going on and, I said to her, when you get back, we're going to sit down and I'm going to talk about whether this is the type of relationship I want to be in. And that's when I got the words, if you don't want me, there's plenty of men waiting to take your place. And so she broke right through that boundary and stepped all over me. And I relented. I st- took a step mm-hmm. back and I said, oh, sorry. You know, no, okay. And that was my weakness. And she pounced on it. And then uh, from there, continued to do what she wanted to do and not always but a lot of times would wave it in my face or or made sure i knew that i, I shouldn't say that but but she proceeded to do the thing she wanted to do knowing that i wasn't going to challenge her on it and right. uh, because like you said sometimes we in, if we don't establish that boundary early on um they will they will take you it's a vulnerability, right? right. So,
1: and you teach people how to treat you because right. coming into anything, whether it's a friendship, no matter on what what level, people don't know how to treat you. People don't know what's your boundaries, what's your bottom lines. So, how they learn them is through actions and through you verbally telling them. So, if you're not verbally telling them, you showing them through action, like uh-uh, that's you're crossing the line. I'm not going to tolerate that, but the more you allow the more you turn a blind ear the more that you are teaching that person how to treat you Mm -hmm. and whether it's good treatment or bad treatment that person is learning how to deal with you and what they can get away with and what they can't get away with so although the person is at fault because they know what they're doing is wrong but you're at fault because you gotta come in the beginning, you got to set boundaries and you got to set bottom lines. And no matter how much you like the person, you physically are attracted to the person, no matter what you have to set bottom lines, because if not, you'll be in a whirlwind of a relationship that is toxic and unhealthy later and you'll regret it.
0: And that's (laughs) that's exactly where I found myself, Della. Um, I, 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 I was not comfortable with these trips. She made another two trips to Florida, and and I knew she was up to something. And and I I just kept looking for that potential that you spoke about. That potential. And, uh, yep. And she knew that she could get away with it because I let her get away with it in the beginning. Had, you know, when she said to me, there's other man to take your place," I should have at that point said, "Well, then go find another man to take my place." Yeah. And and. No. And, and and stuck to that boundary. I tried to establish a boundary, and and she, like an army, crashed right through it. And um, crashed
1: right through it.
0: Okay. Um. Wow. You thank you because you you, you actually I, I never thought of it that way. That I, I I gave her the smoking permission. gun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Smoking and, and gun. Yeah. I never. I never. You know. I've been doing. This is ten, my tenth or eleventh episode on the podcast here, and I'm really trying to understand where I went wrong, how I went wrong. Um, I, I, I will tell you this: um, I, I'm beginning to learn um, a little bit about the red flags, or just making. In the the part of my podcast, it, the name is not just Anonymous Andrew, but Life and the Choices We Make. Right. I met a woman. Recently, I, I play a sport, and I, I don't want to get into it because there's people that I know listen to this. And there was a woman at this event, and she was beautiful. And uh, of course, now being single for six months, that the natural male instinct hormones are kicking in. Like I gotta right. find a mate. I gotta <laughs> find a mate. And I, so I gravitated toward this person, and. Della, I I I it was just natural in me. I'm I'm a natural, charming person and I can gravitate towards women and and I managed I to that. thank you. And I and I managed to get her phone number and um we were gonna practice this sport together. Uh, mm-hmm. but but I look down at her hands and I see a wedding ring. And um and during the conversation, I had been absent from this sport for about a month or two because of my hip. I have a bad right hip that needs to be replaced. So she had said to me, I haven't seen you around. Are you new? And I said, no, no, I've been taking some time off because of my hip. She goes into this conversation that she's a uh, she's in the orthopedic field and um, we discussed the hip, but then the word husband popped up. My husband, blah, blah, blah. And of course my stomach and my heart and everything just dropped because uh, she's married so mm-hmm. technically she's off limits right but the thinking that got me in trouble in this last relationship kicked in i was like well i'm not doing anything wrong if she wants if i can get her to come out and we go on dates maybe so i i i, I had to put the brakes on that because i was about to step into the tar pit once again you know <laughs> And um...
1: I commend you. Good job for that. Good job. See, here's the deal. Good job for recognizing, for recognizing that, hey, seeing the fact that it's a ring on her finger, knowing the fact that there's a level that she's untouchable now. And then realizing, like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, I just went down this road. I don't want to go down this road again. And actually, even though she's not she's trying to pursue you you're stepping back and you're saying hey 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 hey, wait a minute nope not doing that to myself again so that's huge on your you have to applaud yourself for that because that's huge that's huge growth right there Andrew
0: huge and it's hard because I saw her this morning and she is very charming herself and if I didn't know better she's looking um I I can already read I shouldn't say I'm able to read people but I, I could read that she might not be happier in her marriage and she's looking for uh, h- how many times have you heard this, that people are not happy in their marriage and, and if, right. if something better comes along, either an emotional affair or a physical affair will develop. Um, I, I almost think that that she's looking for me to come along and give her that opportunity. Uh, she wouldn't have willing me gave her phone number and 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 offered to practice the sport during the week. Sunday mornings we play and we, we have a coach and but during the week, I said to her, would you like to practice together? And she jumped on it. Now, I'm a stranger. I just met her three weeks ago. Right. And all of a right. sudden, she gives me her phone number. So that tells me that she was willing to pursue something with me. Now, she might have been on the up and up. She mm-hmm. might have been just, look, we'll strictly play this sport. And
1: No, she wasn't, in. No,
0: I know. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no.
1: Absolutely not. I know Listen, that. If you give her, if you wink and, and give her the okay, she's going to be all over you like white on rice but here's ah. the deal here's the deal you can still be her friend but set boundaries listen yeah. you de- listen you have all of you you have all of the cards right now because you are you can drive this ship to where you want it to be she doesn't have to be out of your life you set you come in and you set the boundaries to tell her hey listen I don't mind. I don't mind us still meeting up on Sundays, but understand, I do understand that you're married, so there's not going to be anything on yeah. more than what <clears throat> the, and more than friendship. So, you can still it's nothing wrong with having a female friend. But if you If you know that there's a level of untouchable, it's just like a a guy that's married. If he's untouchable, then of course, you know, you're respecting that relationship. It's nothing wrong with being friends. The only time it goes into unwanted territory is when you or the other person is pursuing something more and you both know that it's wrong. So you don't have to not talk to or feel Feels sort of out of place to talk to her or be around in her personal space or so even um what is that practice with her but you can set some boundaries to let her know like listen here's but, the deal If hmm?
0: but i'm vulnerable because i'm now single and i'm looking at my life like i uh, okay so that's definitely every- not a good
1: thing that's not yeah. good.
0: And and I know myself. And and we both know that people who are in bad marriages or, or stagnant marriages are looking to talk to somebody else about their marriage. And this my ex-girlfriend would sit on my couch the first two months and cry about when her husband cheated on her. And I'd I would hear the story over and over again. And she would start crying, and I would there holding her. And so she was able to vent and we bonded that this was the love that was. Are you familiar with the term trauma bonding? Trauma bonding. Um, I'm
1: familiar familiar with that, yes I
0: am. It's almost the same thing. The the person will present trauma that they have gone through and then you feel sympathy for them and empathy and uh, they they pull you in with that. And so my ex had a horrible childhood in her home country and then she got to the United States. She had, I heard all of the trauma and uh, of course, I was the knight in shining armor that was going to come rescue her. And uh, I'm afraid that this person at, at at my sport might see me as a potential person that oh, I can talk to this man about my marriage. And I'm I don't want to be a marriage counselor.
1: Sorry. <laughs> so
0: that's um, that's
1: that's a good observation. Okay, yeah, then, I got to right, be careful. Then, I know myself. Yeah,
0: then, I know myself.
1: It's, yeah. And I, 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 I'm hearing that beautiful women are your weakness as well.
0: <laughs> I, 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 you got me. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, and, and by the way, it's not for anything. But both of these, my ex and this woman that I met, are from two different ethnicities, uh, different countries, and different. Mm-hmm. Uh, background so um yeah i I don't i don't see color or skin or or culture i see a beautiful beautiful human being in front of me and and i i
1: exactly i'm
0: weak (laughs) i get weak but my charm kicks in and i and i find myself this is why I, I, i in the beginning of my podcast i say i've been there and i'm still doing that you know, the expression, I've been there, done that. I'm still doing it, Della. I'm still doing it. And I got to stop.
1: But we all are, we all are still learning and still growing. Because like I said earlier, the things that you say, once you get out of a relationship, you say, okay, I'm never going to allow that again. I'm never going to have no one is never. And then you sometimes find yourself going right back. Yep. Into some sort of that same mold until you sort of look at yourself outside of yourself and say, okay, hey, wait a minute, let me back up. But nines out of ten, a lot of times we repeat patterns in our past relationships. So how you how you get out of repeating patterns is you take time like you're doing now, you take time because each relationship brings different things to you. It takes away from you as well as it brings to you. Yeah. So when you get out, when you become, when you get out of a marriage or a relationship, you have to learn two things: the part that that person played and the part that you allowed that person to play in your life. Yep. And once you once you focus and be honest and true, truthful with yourself to say, "Hey, wait a minute." And yes, this person did these horrible things to me, but let me look at myself and see where I went wrong to allow this person to do those things. And then you have to honestly do the work to change those type of patterns for yourself. So moving forward, when you do go into another relationship, you're not repeating the same thing or you don't just get another person, just a different face and a different name, but it's the same person. Uh,
0: I think I told you earlier that I'm a recovering alcoholic um, and I'm in a 12 step program and that's step four step four is oh, congratulations
1: make, thank
0: you i'm coming up on eight years and congratulations uh, thank you and um uh, but yeah step four is all about um uh, what part did i play in, in 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 that event or in this case this relationship and i played a big part because i allowed this person to continue and, and like we we discussed i i showed my vulnerabilities and she took advantage of them and um uh, Della, is there anything else that you would like to share with us, um, along the terms of gaslighting, or advice you would like to give us, or?
1: I just, I, in terms of gaslighting, I just would like to say that if, if you see from the beginning that a person is emotionally and mentally uh, deflecting deflecting from any, it can be something minute. It can be a a minute situation. If you see that they're deflecting and not taking accountability, you have to pay attention to that. Even if it's just the beginning of the person, you have to pay attention to the non-accountability in a relationship from the beginning, whether you are just talking on the phone, whether you're dating, whether you're whatever, whatever dynamic it is with another person, if accountability is an issue, there's a serious problem in your relationship, no matter what. Because accountability is huge from both parties, from both parties. And if you're the one that's gaslighting your partner, then you have to stop because it's an unhealthy, dynamic and it's it's borderline abusive
0: so do you you think the gaslighter i guess not everyone is the same but do you think they know that they're doing it of course they know okay it's a control
1: andrew it's a control thing as well because the more the more you gaslight the person to believe that they're the crazy one they're the one that's exaggerating they're the one that's overreacting you 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 have all of the cards in your hand, and then what happens is the other person they tend to after a while they just want to appease you to sort of calm the situation down and make the situation better, and you're sitting free. Yeah. you're sitting free. So Gosh. it's it's it it's a lot. It's it's a lot. Um, I wish I could have got into a lot of the signs of gaslighting on um, with you for different ways of looking at different signs of people look for in in terms of gas lighting um i hope that you have me here again i, I really i really would appreciate- love to
0: have you on again we could absolutely do another episode um yeah let's do that let's let's uh i'll air this in the next couple of days um and then okay. we have the holidays and yeah della let's stay in touch and um yeah, I would love to do a part two and we can take a little bit of a bit deeper dive and look into... Um, narcissism,
1: because the- I remember you mentioned, you you touched on um, a couple of things with me um, via email. So narcissism, if you want to get touch into that a little Absolutely. bit more. Um, if you want to touch into trauma bonding a little bit more, we can do that and the different signs of that. I don't um, have a problem with... Right. Uh, definitely sharing and offering my expertise.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Uh, to my audience, um, Della, you, your practice is open. You're taking on new my patients. My
1: practice is open. My practice is spill the tea with D that's www.spill the T-H-A-T-T-E-A, with D-D-E-E.com. Um And I'm on Google. I'm on Instagram. Instagram is my business handle, Spill the T with D. Uh, Facebook is the same. Um, Twitter is the same. So you can find me all on those those avenues.
0: Good. Good. I'll put all that in the show notes for everybody. So Della, thank you again so much. This, this was an absolute thank delight. Thank you for having me. And I wish I, I wish I knew some of the stuff that you, you told us two years ago. Maybe I could have avoided this, but, but this is le- part of the learning. learning. It, it, yeah.
1: Listen, it's learning and growing. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Learning and
0: growing. Absolutely. All right, Della, we will do thank this you. again. All right. Thank
1: you so much, Andrew.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.